Hello, Herd, and welcome to our first post-celebration main show. I am your Herd leader, John Wayne. And I am your Herd mom, Megan. And today, uh, yeah, it's after celebration, and welcome that to, means yeah. we're here to talk about celebration. Welcome to post-celebration depression. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. That is going around. Mm. Um, but that's why we're going to be talking about celebration stuff uh, for the next couple weeks, just to keep ourselves focused on the celebration of it. And yeah. that begins here with this episode today. Um, first of all, thank you guys for being patient with our weird and postponed schedule mm -hmm. um, between having a minor fender bender on the way back from celebration oh and um, just fun. personal stuff along the way. We stopped off to see some family and there was a lot going on. With that, there was just so much going on for us personally that doing the podcast, uh, while needed and wanted, uh, would have been just difficult, mm -hmm. and we wouldn't have been 100%. We wouldn't have been as uh, ready to celebrate Star Wars with you guys as we are now and as we're doing now, and so, mm -hmm. you know, uh, so thank you for being patient with that. We're still going to get the episodes out that we promised this week, including this main show we're going to have our Clone Wars rewatch re out tomorrow, and all of that stuff, and a whole bunch of stuff going on um, with YouTube over the next week. Um, so lots to look forward to there, and it's just going to be a lot of us talking about uh, parts and pieces of Star Wars Celebration. Mm -hmm. um, today is kind of just an overall look at Celebration. We're not going to yeah. necessarily linger on a lot of the details, because we covered some details in our YouTube recap videos. It's more just overview and kind of looking back a week later and uh, seeing how we yeah. feel about it now and, and, and what kind of uh, lasting impact and impression it's made. Yeah, like there were definitely some real high ups and there were one or two like lows. Mostly finding out that that lady didn't like Leia. Uh, yeah. I have been talking about this for a week. <laughs> we were standing in line behind a lady who just said, oh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Leia, so she, I gave it away. She said if it's not Chewie's or Porg, she doesn't, she's not I, into I, it. I get that you like that. I'm chill with your preferences, but how do you not like Leia? Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't, I didn't understand it. Um, I don't know. And, but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, here it's going to be kind of wide open while we brush past everything. Um, There's going to be some brushing. Yeah, but if you're looking for specific uh, deep dives, um, for instance on Clone Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, Mandalorian, Episode 9, those are what's going to be going up to YouTube uh, mm -hmm. within the next seven days. Ready your bod. Yeah, so that those are going to be like... 20 to 30 minute videos where we just talk about those trailers and those details that we got surrounding it. Yeah. Um, so that we can go further with it. We did, I mean, cause if we spend a lot of time on everything that we want to talk about, this episode would be oh, out, yeah. four hours long, easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and while we wouldn't care, no. <laughs> um, you know, we, we want to make sure that it's digestible. And mm -hmm. we, again, we also want to get traffic over on our YouTube channel because uh, we are trying to grow that out and, and get a, a larger audience there. Mm -hmm. um, and it, just because YouTube is a resource that lets us expand what we do. You know, with the podcast, we have very specific 
uh, ideas and themes and and, and uh, direction. Yeah. Uh, and there, but there's times when we're like, hey, what if this one part we could just talk about entirely on its own for thirty minutes? Yeah. Uh, and okay. YouTube lets us do that. Yeah. And we're gonna be trying out a new video format as well. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit more uh, audio friendly. Um, I mean, we're... We're going to have audio-friendly, but also visually-friendly? Well, visually-friendly in the sense that you're still going to see things. We're still going to put... Uh, in, in, talking in terms of YouTube. Um, we're still going to put up uh, images to go along with what we're discussing and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also going to be uh, kind of just... If you're not watching it, you're not necessarily going to miss anything, is what yeah. I'm saying. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to make it to where our podcast listeners can feel comfortable with YouTube, uh, and by creating a similarity between our YouTube videos and our podcast, YouTubers could then feel more comfortable with podcast episodes, if it makes sense. You guys will see if you check out our upcoming episodes, um, and you can tell us if you like it or if you hate it, and we'll keep trying to work with it, but we're just, again, trying to make everything digestible and easy, and just trying to keep with the directions we've set up. So the podcast has certain yeah. themes. YouTube is there to allow us to just talk about episode 9 for 30 minutes, just talk... Otherwise, we'd be releasing multiple podcast episodes a week, and so we're just taking those snippets, and instead of putting them here, uh, or wherever it is you get your podcast, instead of putting it here in audio form, we're putting it over in video form on YouTube. Yeah. That to say, if you're only on one side of the fence, if you're just here for the podcasts, and you may be missing out on some great expansions that uh, YouTube allows us to have. So uh, please consider mm -hmm. checking out our YouTube channel as well. Uh, like I said, we're trying to make it comfortable for everybody because we know some people are video, some people are podcast kind of exclusive. Yeah. We're trying to blend it as much as we can. And if you liked that little snippet video that we put up on Twitter last night at like 9 oh, p.m. Uh, yeah, the... Yeah, last night yeah. on Twitter we posted a video uh, where we were just playing around with uh, Procreate, which is yeah. a drawing app. By the way, I was trying to dar draw Darth Nihilus, <laughs> if that wasn't clear. Uh, and then <laughs> I, I did draw that. Darth Nihilus. Yes, we were um, doing it from memory. Yeah, so, so uh, that kind of doodle video is a fun thing that we're going to start doing over on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Not because we claim that we're great artists, just because no. we have fun I drawing. Most certainly not. Um, you know, we, we it's yeah. something we enjoy doing despite our proficiency at it, yeah. uh, and we had a fun time yeah, doing it last night, so... <laughs> and that's the thing, like, I don't know every single character of Star Wars, which is funny from my end, because, right. like, I, I'm bad at drawing, and also I'm not, like, 100% clear. <laughs> yeah, and so you, yeah. you going off of little information trying to visualize yeah. a character yes. is entertaining, and on the flip side, me <laughs> doing that with... Um, Nintendo characters. Yeah, like, you know, me yeah. trying to draw characters and, and things I don't know anything about. Yeah. It, it's just about having fun. Yeah, because you know. you've spent, you've dedicated most of your life to Star Wars. I've yes. dedicated most of my life to, to Nintendo. Yeah. And so the characters that you were drawing were Sahasrala, the old man from the cave. It's mm -hmm. dangerous to go alone. Take this. Yep. And the King of Red Lions from Wind Waker. Yep. Which I think you did beautifully. So, uh, yeah, if you check that out, and if uh, you were trying to figure out what we meant when we said more of that will be on YouTube, literally it's just going to be, you know, because we like to do education, we like to, you know, do 
deep dives and long yeah. conversations. We also just like to have fun. And, yeah, exactly. And that's one way we like having fun. And much like the podcast where we basically were like, hey, we enjoy talking about Star Wars. Let's just record it and put it out there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. The drawing videos are just that. It's We don't expect people to love those. We just are like, hey, we enjoy doing them. Let's do it and share it. And yeah. that's what's going to happen. So, long-winded explanation of why you should be <laughs> following us on both podcasts, wherever it is you get them, and on uh, YouTube, just to get your full dose of yeah. weekly nerd herderness. But yeah, again, um, if we don't talk enough, uh, in your opinion, about Episode Nine, Mandalorian, and all the other big things... Go to YouTube. Remember, that, yeah, those will be going up within the week, so... That that's where it will be. Trust me, we're we're gonna talk about it. We're oh not boy. we're not trying to skimp. Oh boy, but are we? We're just trying not to make this episode much longer than it needs to be. Yeah. But the good news is with this episode, uh, it's all kind of news. So instead of doing a data dump and then a main topic and then a Q and A, we're just gonna do a blended thing where it's just about celebration and it's both news and topic discussion uh, and all that good stuff. And yeah. The Q&A part is us asking each other questions. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Main show, guys. We're not opening with news. Yeah, it's all, it's, all, it's, it's all news today. We're going to talk about toys. We're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about movies. Yeah. All in the same episode. Yep. It's, it's all, we put it all in a blender and outpours uh, today's episode. So, um, so f- I guess first of all, mm-hmm. a week. A week later, how are, how are you feeling post-celebration? Well, I'll say a day later, I was feeling kind of down as well. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, we, we traveled home by way of Owensboro, Kentucky, which is where my family lives. Mm-hmm. And we had dinner with my parents and my grandparents and my cousin Reggie that night. And I very quickly realized when I turned to you to talk... No one else knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were a few times where I tried to say to my dad, like, Hey, did you watch the trailer? No. Okay. <laughs> hey, John. Trailer? <laughs> <laughs> I know you watched it. Obviously, yeah, we watched it together yeah. several times. Oh, man. Um, Still. But yeah, it's like... It's a unique experience being in a community. In real life, not just on the internet. Mm-hmm. Which, my parents were also very concerned that I was meeting people from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, we were like, oh yeah, we met uh, people that lived, listened to our podcast. Yeah, like, uh, mentioned them by first name. Yeah, like, we, we, we met um, a couple of uh, writers we know and yeah. follow. Like, and, and it was so funny how sketchy they thought yeah. all of it was. Like, Dad was like... So we met these people on the internet, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, Dad. Would you like me to pull up Michael Morisi's book and show it <laughs> right, to you? Right, like, uh, so I don't you... know. Uh, uh, Would you like to, like, read a Del Rey book? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's... They're from a different time. And, I mean, very... Uh, even though I, th- I would say your parents are interested in Star Wars to a degree, to a degree, yes. Uh, in term, in in the fact that they would go watch it with us as they tend to yeah. during Christmas, you know. But it's not like, yeah, it's not on our same level. And oh yeah, to the point where my mom at one point during dinner turned to my nana and said, "She's speaking a different language." Now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there, yeah, there's 
a stark uh, barrier f- going from a place where you felt like you could talk about any aspect of Star Wars yeah. and not necessarily would agree with everyone, but everyone would understand what you were talking about and knew yeah. had some relativity to what you were talking about. Yeah, even um, to the point where, like, we would turn someone and just chat about Star Wars or be like, oh, yeah, we're going to meet Sam Witwer. We're yeah, and we wouldn't have to Ray explain Park. who like, that is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a big difference. Um, yeah. and, and even then, I mean, I'd say most people we interact with there's a bit of that, but I think going from celebration back to yeah. that reality, it is a little interesting. It's it's a transition. It made me sad. Yeah, I mean, I you know I'm kind of, I'm kind of used to it, where you know it. Of course, we have these conversations. Yeah, and you're used to no one knowing that what the heck you're talking. Exactly. About. Yeah, I'm used to us having these conversations and obviously having conversations like these on the uh, internet and social medias and whatnot, but. Uh, in terms of having them with people, yeah, I'm not, it's not normal. Yeah. And let me just say, I already miss all of you that we met. (laughs) Yeah. And, like... I I wish, (laughs) I wish it could have gone on. I wish that could have been the rest of our lives. Uh, it's, it's kind of this sad reminder of, like, this is what it could be like to do this for a living. And to just be able to, uh, manage our life all while talking about Star Wars and covering and reporting Star Wars and yeah. all this stuff. Like, it's a dr- it'd be a dream come true, but uh, the reality is that that's not year-round. That's not forever. Um, yeah. But it makes it all the more special yeah. and, and all the more appreciative um, of our circumstances that we were able to make it happen. Yeah. So, but, um, so to rewind and go back a week later uh, and talk about Celebration. Yeah. What about Star Wars Celebration met your expectations? So, going in and coming out, what did what did you expect to happen that happened and, you know, you enjoyed and all this other stuff? Not necessarily yeah. news, details, like, more so the experience. I expected it was going to be incredibly busy, which, mm-hmm. yes, it was. Yes, especially it was. on... You know, Friday, Saturday. Uh-huh. A little bit on Sunday. But, yeah. Um, that was something that I was kind of prepped for, although I still had a, a few moments of blind panic while we were weaving through the the crowd. Yeah. And, and that can, yeah. to a degree, be a negative it, to the experience. Um, you know, I think, thankfully... It, there was a lot of great bounce back, you know, yeah. and, and whatnot, but... Oh, yeah, it was pretty immediate. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to know yourself and your level of um, patience and, and whatnot mm-hmm. and ability to um, deal with that much um, sensory overload and, yeah. and j- a lot going on. And so, yeah. um, but... Again, you know, the, the positive in it is all of that's because there's so many dang people yeah. that like Star Wars. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I'm the first to admit, I have anxiety. Yeah. I have pretty bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. Most of my anxiety is from, you know, sensory overload. Um, I also have ADHD, mm-hmm. which means my brain is constantly working to understand everything around me, mm-hmm. which causes sensory overload. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but... Knowing, like, there there are places, like, they had a quiet room set up. 
Yeah, and uh, I think it yeah. was the second day we found a little nook that was yes. uh, a good escape and a good break. It had couches. Um, we got a pretty good r- rhythm with finding a nice table in the eating areas. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you settle into the rhythm of things. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if you're nice, people will most likely just let you have a chair. Yeah. Or, like, say, oh, we're, we're getting ready to leave. Do you want this table? Mm-hmm. Like, don't be a jerk. Right. And you'll probably get something out of it. I mean, that's just advice for life. That. Don't be a jerk and you'll probably enjoy it more. Yep. Um, but on on more positive experience notes, what, what met your expectations? Toys. Not that Not that that was... Yeah. A dis- I mean, that's a, that's a very true... Like, you expected yeah. it to be busy. It was busy, but... Yeah. You know, it worked out, but... Uh, but on, to the, on the more positive, like, I expected to enjoy this and I enjoyed it thing. Merch. <laughs> toys. Yeah. Books. Yeah. Like, I... That was a good sensory overload part, bit. Was mm-hmm. like, so look many at things. all these toys. <laughs> look at all this stuff. And I am so happy that I found the exact thing that I was looking for on, on the stage. On the exhibit hall stage. No, the, floor. That's the one. It, the... Um, yeah, the Rex helmet. Yes, that was good. I was thinking yeah. that was what you were gonna say. Yeah, I mean it was it was it's a perfect thing and a, a yeah. great representation of one of your your favorite characters. Yeah. Um, I I specifically wanted a clone helmet that D. Bradley Baker could sign. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we tried to find a, some really nice ones, but um, those were all sold out. Um, yeah. So. Oh man. Yeah, that was that was a really lucky find. We saw some really good quality ones, and I'm yeah. so sad that we weren't able to get it. Yeah. I wish they would have sold the the show for the sh- the you know show model. Yeah. Um I I know I a lot of, I know a lot of places don't do that but I understand. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I I would I uh, was glad to find some things to put into our collection and mm-hmm. and some things as we talked about in the recaps of like replacing old lost items and yeah. so forth and so on. I'm yeah. still sad that I couldn't get you a Kenner ATAT. Yeah, we we you know and the people shouting, there were so many, why didn't you do that? It was just, it was just the most cumbersome thing we could have gotten. Yeah. Everything else we got was very manageable. And as many times as I argued with you that, John, I will carry it. I will, <laughs> I will buy a cart You could and bury your carry, carry yourself. Um, I could barely carry myself <laughs> some days. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm one when it comes to experiences, like if I think that in some way it's going to be a frustration, I'd rather not do it than to do it just mm-hmm. because I don't want to lose the joy of an experience by allowing the experience to also become a frustration. Yeah. It's one of those things like, yeah, great, I got an AT-AT and now I've got to carry it everywhere. And, it, you know, it's just one of the... Now, I mean, it's it's weird. That's just the way my brain works. So my, my brain constantly said, it's not feasible. Let's do it at a more appropriate time, you know, kind of things. Yeah. You're my little rain cloud and I love you. <laughs> I am always a rain cloud. Um, but, uh, so, but now what, those are, you expected, it was, it happened. What about what blew away your, what was completely different than you expected, or you just, you couldn't have even thought that it was going to be what it was, or anything like that? Um, we kind of talked about it in the video that we did last day. I, the podcast meetup. Mm Mm-hmm. And... The sense of community and the sense of, you know, just 
niceness mm -hmm. is the only word that comes to my head at the moment. Mm -hmm. Of like, I've seen you on Twitter. I've seen you, you know, we've talked to you. We, we know you. We know that you listen to the podcast. Like, meeting Micah. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, meeting people like... Ugh, like, Micah and Ben Brophy and just people who we've come to know in the, you know, the interwebs. Mm -hmm. And just finally seeing them in person and being like, you exist. You're not just a <laughs> microphone. Yeah. Like, I talk to the microphone a lot. Mm -hmm. But there's peoples on the other side of that, there John. There are peoples. Great peoples. Yeah. And we met some of those peoples. And that was fantastic. Like, I, I teared up a little bit at the end of the night thinking, like, there's people out there who are listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know, and this kind of goes to, the, you know, the next question of, like, why, what makes Star Wars Celebration worth it? And, and I think, you know, of all the things mm -hmm. um, that could encapsulate why Celebration is at least a one time if you can experience yeah it's because of the interactions and the meetings of you know of friends and mm. and and fan i mean we didn't expect to go there uh you know i mean i think we had kind of managed our expectations not to meet anyone who actually listened to the podcast you know just because you know we didn't want to be we knew people would be meeting um creators and podcasters and YouTubers that they love, and we didn't want to set ourselves up for disappointment in not meeting anyone. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, so, yeah, it was kind of a very, very pleasant surprise that people walked up to us in those moments and, and talked to us yeah. and, and whatnot. And it's, you know, and it's not that we at any point devalued our fan base, but we just know we're a small podcast. We're, we're not big, and... Uh, we didn't know how many of you guys were or weren't going to be there. And, you know, again, it was just, it was more for us to not disappoint ourselves with being like, oh, well, it'd be nice if, you know, people would say things to us. And they did. And that, you know, the, the encouragement and, and joy that that brought can't be overstated. And, you know, no, no amount of, you know, swag and, um, uh, thanks can go far enough to say how much that meant to us uh, and how much it means to us uh, even now past celebration that people continue to tell us like hey I love your podcast hey thanks for doing what you do like it, it's amazing um, yeah. you know we're used to telling other people that and to have others tell us that that's that's incredible um, you know and to meet other podcasters that we respect and look up to, you know, like Tatooine Sons, Kessel Run Weekly. Yeah, meeting um, them was fantastic. Chatter Squadron. Uh, I got to meet, uh, he's not a podcaster, but Alex Damon with Star Wars Explained, a YouTuber that I uh, highly respect. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and so much more. You know, it's just yeah, a, a lot. Uh, and so I think what makes Celebration worth it and what was so much more than what we expected, clearly because we didn't have a lot of expectations for it. Yeah is the fact that um, we got to meet so many great people and some of those people even, you know, listen to the podcast and, and, and appreciate the podcast and whatnot, so. Yeah, and, like, I remember the Episode 9 panel. The It was, like, an hour before it started. The DJ that was going around talking to people, it was, like, he said something that I had never thought of before. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, 
he was asking the crowd, who here has a Star Wars family mm-hmm. that's apart from their biological family? And mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, raised their hands. And he said to everyone who didn't raise their hands, look around. Mm-hmm. This is your family. Yeah. And that you, got me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, you <laughs> feel that. And it's not something that's an, a celebration exclusive. It's none, none, nothing we're talking about is only accessible and and doable by spending lots of money to go to this sort of thing. Yeah. It but it's I'm, it's yeah. one way to experience that. And, and uh because so many people that we appreciate and value and um are connected to in the fandom uh aren't needable, you know, celebration yeah. was a great place for that to happen and and not even those we knew, but, I mean, we met new people, new yeah. great fa- uh, friends and, and, and family to add uh, to the herd and whatnot, so. Yeah, we're coming for you, Rebecca. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's it's one of those things where um, that, uh, you, it's something you can't buy, it's something you can't schedule. Yeah. It's just something that happens in that sort of awesome celebration instance of, meeting other people who love what you love and maybe love differently but still love it nonetheless and you spend hours just chatting with them mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you look forward to seeing them again and meeting yeah. them again and, you know, you exchange contact information and it's just, you know, you walk away from those experiences like, wow, another another person to add to the address book, another person to add to the folio, you know, it's this like, this will make a fine wow. addition to my collection. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, that just happened, I met another great Star Wars fan, Yeah. Uh, and that kept happening, so, you know, that, yeah. if, if for no other reason, you know, if you're not into the merch, if you are, don't get the, you know, it's like, I could just sit at home and watch the trailers, you could, what you can't do is meet this many awesome people, yeah. uh, and so, for nothing else, I recommend it for that. What you can also do is join our Discord. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of like a family. That is true. Um, between social media and whatnot, sometimes communication gets lost, but Discord gives you a direct access to us. Yeah. Um, we don't have a lot of interactions there, but um, essentially anyone uh, added to our Discord, like I said, gets direct access to it to us. Yeah. Uh, so it's not Talk that to me. we're interrupting your tweet to say, hey, I like this and, and agree with it, or blah, blah, blah. It's literally just us me- messaging back and forth. It, it's, you know... Do you, you want to see more weird pictures of Palpatine that I made? <laughs> there you, your Discord is your place. <laughs> Discord is the place. So, to talk about specific aspects of celebration... <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's talk... Uh, let's start, obviously, with the big one. Obviously. Which is where celebration started. We're, we're kind of following an order, um, but... Nonetheless, the big thing, episode nine. Episode nine, which we keep calling episode nine. We have a title, but like it's just easier to say. Yeah, I mean, it. I think that it's going to take a while for yeah. that for Rise of Skywalker to be. You're not going to say settled th- in. Thros. No, I'm not. Thros. Um, <clears throat> it's going to take a while for that to settle in as the title for a lot of people. Yeah. Episode nine. We've been calling it that for years. Two years now. So. <laughs> Um, that's what it's going to be for a little while. Yeah. Until Rise of Skywalker becomes a regular part of our vocabulary. But, um, again, we're not necessarily here to talk about 
details of the trailer or theories just yet or anything like that um, because we're going to have an entirely dedicated episode to that soon on our YouTube. Yeah. Again, subscribe there for that, but um, self-promotion aside, more so in the experience of the episode 9 panel and, you know, kind of just thinking about it a week later, you know, we've mm -hmm. had a week to watch and analyze the trailer and to ha kind of formulate our feelings about it. We have indeed. So for episode 9, like, uh, in the moment experiences in, in at Celebration, were there any highlights for you pertaining to episode 9? Um, Oscar Isaac's getting all sweet with, uh... <laughs> Oh gosh, what's John Boyega was yeah. lovely. I, I I find that I alternate <laughs> constantly between character names and actor names. Yeah. Um. So I'm always saying like, oh yeah, John Boyega and Ray were hanging out, and it's yeah. just and somebody's like, wait, you mean Daisy Ridley? I was like, same thing. <laughs> no one ships Pofin harder than Oscar Isaacs, and I love it. I think they just, you know, I don't think they're he doing it in a it. Uh, teasing way. I just yeah. think that they, I think they have fun with the fact that people see that their characters. And them, oh, yeah. by osmosis, have a relationship. Yeah. You know? It's so sweet. And I absolutely think that Poe would be doing that to Finn, just, like, <laughs> just to make to him uncomfortable. Him. Right. Well, and I love, you know, they talked about, like, the love triangle of, of Ray, Finn, and Rose. No and And <laughs> John was more like, it's more like a, a square if you add Poe in. Like, I yeah. mean, he even acknowledged, like, okay, let's let's just be honest. People, people... Can uh, think Poe and Finn is is yeah. much more viable than Ray and Finn. I mean, yeah. I'm one of those people. Um, they n they never did give any clear answers in terms of relationship yeah. statuses or how things stood with people or anything. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, uh, I, with it. I think I am more than okay if we don't get a romantic relationship. I am way more than okay if we don't because like. If it doesn't add anything to the story, does it really need to be there? Yeah, well, I think it, the odds, though, are in favor of us getting one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One way or the other. And I think that's what most people... I know... It happens. I'm curious to see where it's going to go. I mean, I, I I think that Finn and Rose uh, is a cute pairing. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people have been like, oh, Naomi Aki showed up. That's going to be the love interest for Finn. And just like, uh, I don't know. That's a little sudden to introduce. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm fine either way, but uh, I definitely agree that one great thing is, and again, it's something you could experience through the live streams and everything. Mm -hmm. But to see their interactions, to great. see how fun uh, this family of actors has become, uh, and how much they enjoy each other, and and uh, you know they don't think about what would be entertaining. In this moment, would it be entertaining if I joke with John Boyega? If I, in this moment, would it be, you know, meaningful if I, mm -hmm. you know, did... They're not thinking about it. It's just, it's natural. Yeah. There's there's just this natural interaction between all of them. Which, I will say, something fantastic that the episode 9 panel did for you. It kind of changed your mind on Anthony, Anthony Daniels. <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. Um, I talked about that in the recap where... Um, I think it was just by, I'd see, I, I mean, I'd seen interviews where he's kind of being agreeably prickish. <laughs> it's just. I get you. The thing is, the guy 
constantly feels like he's in theater mode, which if you're not ready to receive that kind of level of Anthony Daniels, it's mm-hmm. going to rub you the wrong way, and it's going to be annoying. And I think he'd always been to that level with me where it's just like, it's always too much. I'm, you know, it's just always going over my head. It's just, yeah. I cannot deal. Please, I get you. please sit down and be quiet. Um, but yeah, by some of his, um, conversations and interactions there, I think I, it kind of opened me up more to the fact that, you know, I think that I've always just been a little abrasive towards Anthony Daniels. Yeah. Um, I mean, see, 3PO is C-3PO to me. Mm-hmm. He's not my favorite character by any means, but at the same time, he is a special character in terms of his placement with our main heroes. Yeah. Uh, he and R2 both. And, and really, I have to take 3PO and R2 as a pairing, otherwise... Of course, they're yeah. married. <laughs> well, yeah. Otherwise, I just can't enjoy 3PO, yeah. but, you know, it's always been Anthony Daniels for me, where it's just like, mm-hmm. too much, too much, too much. Uh, and this time it kind of caught, I kind of reflected a little bit more on that and realized that, you know, I'd never really given him a chance. I'd just always been abrasive to him, which is why it's never worked for me. Yeah. And I'll still say, like, he still can be a little much. For but you. I'm yeah. far more susceptible to listening and appreciating, you know, and, and yeah. recognizing that he is a part of what makes Star Wars special. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily have to like him 100% of the time or think that he's constantly on point um, to appreciate him, yeah. you know, and the work he's done and everything. Here's a question, John. Mm-hmm. I know we're way before, you know, Q&As and such. Well, we don't have any Q&As. I mean, the Q&A is us asking each other questions, (laughs) so go ahead. Do you think there could ever be another actor to play C-3PO after Anthony Daniels passes? Um, I feel like I and others would be more okay with it, uh, much like with Eunice and Peter Mayhew, just because... Eunice is fantastic. Well, yeah, but to a degree they're hidden. Yeah. They're less visible, Uh, you know... Uh, Eunice is tall and is uh, limber. He does a heck of a Wookiee impression. He does. Uh, I wonder if that was part of the audition. Um, but he fits he fits the categories enough where he could wear the costume and feel like Chewie. Yeah. And I've met plenty of people that can do impressions of C-3PO. Uh, so I feel like to a degree if he could fit in the costume and sound like 3PO, then uh, yes, someone else could. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it should be handled very well, much like it was with Eunice and Peter. Yeah. You know, Eunice is still to this day, you know, four films in, very quick to credit Peter with the success of his Chewbacca. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of torch passing uh, ceremony that went on with that character. Yeah. Same thing when, um, you know, Kenny Baker's character of R2 passed on um, to another actor and also to more remote-controlled features. Yeah. You know, um, even during the time of the prequels, he was starting to sort of get replaced. So, you know, but there was a lot of, again, ceremony to that. So I feel like if there's an appropriate amount of respect for the previous actor's work, um, it could always work. Yeah. I get you. But in terms of could it happen, yeah, I think it could happen. Will it? Who knows? I mean, it depends on how much further they go with the storytelling. Yeah. 
Like, we were talking while we were waiting for the panel to start. Mm-hmm. We are of the generation that got to see the beginning and the end of the star of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Now, we, are, we weren't alive during the 70s, so we couldn't see, you know, the middle of it, but... Right. And, we, and us calling the prequels the beginning is more so in terms of timeline yes, than in terms of that's what I mean. liking and res- I just wanted to clarify for anyone. Yeah, don't at me and say... <laughs> nar, 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 yeah, I mean, like, you know, we know where the saga began. Yeah. Um, we're talking as far as the timeline. But yeah. yes. Um, it's... Y- yeah. We, you know, we were in a time when Star Wars was nostalgic and it was something like you finish it and you're like, what's next? And there was nothing. Yeah. And then you get into the level of excitement where, oh no, there is going to be more. Mm-hmm. And then you were, we were there for the second ending yes. of Star Wars. <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah. it had lived on with media like comics, books, and, and the Clone Wars yeah. and whatnot. But for all intents and purposes, Star Wars was done for us in our minds. Yeah. Um, and so to see a second re- renaissance of Star Wars, um, and to know that, no, this is really it. Yeah. Uh, it, It is a little emotional. I mean, it is special. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only thing that I personally can compare it to was um, seeing the Lord of the Rings films when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And then coming back years later... To The Hobbit. To The Hobbit with you. Yeah. You saw me sob in the yeah. theater when I first heard the first few notes of The right, Hobbit. Right, because you open up again to something you love only to know that... Okay, oh, yeah. now it's really it, yeah. kind of. Like, yeah. the Battle of Five Armies, I can't watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Like, without crying. I mean, and I think that's what's going to be crazy about Episode Nine is the emotion that's going to go in with... Yeah. This isn't just a movie. This is the end of a saga kind yeah. of thing. So there's a lot going on with it. Uh, but, yeah. you know, they talked a lot about how important... I mean, obviously, how important that was to their creative process because there is a lot riding on this. There is a lot on the shoulders of this yeah. film, its creators, and its actors. There's a there's just a lot going on. Um, yeah. and, and there's a lot that's yeah. got to be done. And we're probably going to do some kind of YouTube video or even a podcast about the concept of closure in the Mm -hmm. Star Wars universe and how the story can benefit from it. Yeah, I mean, and and because we don't know exactly what's next yet, that's probably what's going to be most of what Next Celebration is, is talking more about the future. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, as kind of a transition, um, in the press interviews afterwards, Kathleen Kennedy did talk a bit about that because of course everybody's wondering how things are going and she confirmed yeah Benny Othenweiss still working Ryan Johnson still working yeah. those things are still happening and they're looking at the next 10 years in her words of Star mm-hmm. Wars yeah. now that doesn't mean that the next 10 years begins immediately following episode 9 because mm-hmm. they've they've also said that they're going to provide some time of rest between the next thing and that's fine I think that processing time is going to be needed I mean don't forget that we're going to have Resistance still, we're still going to have the Mandalorian probably going on for a little while. We're going to have games. We're going, to, you know, there's still going to be things to fill in, even mm-hmm. if it's not films. Um, and so, we know that they're looking ahead. They're, and clearly, at least two s- trilogies or or series 
it, depending on what sources you talk to, it's titled yeah. different things, but we know the next chunk of films are being worked on in two separate corners. One really interesting thing discussed is um, one uh, reporter for MTV asked, you know, a lot of fans love Star Wars, The Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic. What are the chances of us going there, seeing yeah. that? And, you know, Kathleen Kennedy said, you know, we're always having conversations about that. That's constantly coming up, and it's constantly something we're looking at. Yeah. Now you that know, I finally know who Revan and Malak are, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. I'm chill with that. Now, you know, a lot of people are running with that, and it's understandable because it's exciting. Just remember that those are conversations, those are ideas. Speculate responsibly. Yeah. Nothing in, nothing in her statement can you analyze as solid confirmation of anything simply that they are aware of how much fans love it, yeah. want it, and are willing to do it, just do it right. Because what she talked about as well is, you know, whatever we do next, we want to do right. We tried to change things up with Solo, and that was difficult. You know, she she admitted that, you know, we tried to start the two-film-a-year two pattern, and timeline-wise, with other things going on, that didn't work. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that they acknowledge that that's where Solo messed up. Mm -hmm. The film is fantastic, but what messed up simply was the fact that it wasn't in the right place. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they pulled back from that uh, and used that as a learning moment. And so from there, they're still looking at, all right, what's right, what feels right, what works right, you know, and so forth and so on. <clears throat> and so... Yeah, great. Star Wars The Old Republic is in those conversations. But yeah. clearly they're being careful, and that's something to be appreciative of because clearly we don't want bad stuff. They don't want to put out bad stuff. They've had a heck of a run that everything they've done has been fantastic from the new trilogy and the two solo films. Yeah. So clearly they're on a winning streak, and they don't want to see that end. We don't want to see that end. So the more careful they can be, the better. Yeah. And I will say, like, I was very proud of myself when we were walking the floor. Like, mm -hmm. how many legends Sith I recognized. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't know them by name, necessarily. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah. Didn't see any Darth Millennial cosplay? No. <laughs> <laughs> Glue a googly eye to your forehead. Right, Darth there you're done. You're done. Uh, but yeah. Anything, anything else pertaining to episode 9 before we move on? Sheev. <laughs> That's going to take up a chunk of it's our gonna... of, of our theories uh, and deep dives in the YouTube video. I'm just going ahead and warning you. Put your sitting pants on, because I'm going to just knock you into your chair and <laughs> yell at you about Sheev. Yeah, so it's going to be 10% analyzing trailer and then 90% just... Sheev! <laughs> yep. Um, so moving on from that to... One of our big highlights uh, yes. as well, The Mandalorian. Oh my gosh. We watched, or I watched, the the panel. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love seeing this cast interact. Yeah. It, Pedro Pascal is adorable. It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, and, you know, and we talked about that in our recap where, like, he's a great guy, fun guy, and it's yeah. so funny because he plays such rough... And at times, bad characters. But he's so cute. <laughs> he is. So, you know, compromising that with the fact that clearly it sounds like he's going to be a little unlikable and that's going to grow over the series in terms I'm sure of. With that. You know, I mean, 
that's that's interesting character development. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we could do well with having a character we yeah. don't necessarily always agree with morally. You know, uh, it's kind of what we were promised with Battlefront 2 in terms of, like, you're going to step into the Empire shoes. You're going to be a part of the Empire. And we were for a little while, but... And then you immediately, like, Aiden Versio. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, Aiden Versio is great, no matter whether she's uh, Imperial or Rebellion. What, But yeah. what I mean is, like, you didn't stay on the the what many would say is the wrong side mm-hmm. for long. You know, your story was actually about going to the other side. Yeah. So with the Mandalorian, I think there's more potential to linger in that he's questionable, he's not necessarily always good, he's not always agreeable and right. And, you know, I think there's time to let that marinate yeah. uh, for a while. And, and even tease us with, oh, yeah. you thought he was going to start being a little soft? Nope, we're going back to, you know. Yeah. Because I think that's so interesting. We don't have that focus. Yeah, I mean, uh, we re- we recently read the Age of Rebellion, uh, uh, Tarkin, Tar- or um, Tarkin. Oh, the special with IG eighty eight. The special with IG eighty eight, but specifically the one where Porkins and Biggs go on vacation. Oh, okay, that was where I wasn't expecting yeah. you to go there, but okay. Which it starts <laughs> with uh, Porkins <clears throat> blowing up. Oh, a, a ship and seeing a, a little hollow of a guy and his family. And, like, I didn't, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't like this one very much, because, like, I, you I, start me off with something intriguing, and then do not come back to it till the very end. Yes, I did not like it, because it was like, oh, you're sad and depressed because you just killed a guy with a family? Let's, Let's go, go on, on vacation! vacation. <laughs> like, I... That was so dumb. Now, here's the thing. Was it kind of funny? It was yeah. funny. It would have been much better as a Star Wars Adventures comic. Yes. And I felt like... Yeah. I wanted to go further with Porkin's development in yeah. the, in the empathy towards whole wow, he's yeah. an imperial but Which, he's a person. The last panel of that comic is Porkin's getting into his X-wing and he sees, there's the hollow of the guy. Yeah, he well, well I I think we're meant to think that he's seeing that. Like yeah. he's remembering like I'm flying like the bad guy, you know, quote unquote that I think yeah. he is used to do. Like yeah. it's it it's a very interesting moral dilemma that I love... But give me that! Exactly. Well, and, and we talked about that with um, someone on the show floor before, because they had a pin that was an Imperial uh, and a Rebel shaking hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love, I, I love the links that the new canon is going to to establish, like, you know, sides are all about perspective and yeah. point of view. Um, it's and, like... Yeah, go ahead. I, I think that The Mandalorian is a chance to, again, do that, yeah. where it's like, it's all about the point of view of of the character and the side and the experiences. Yeah. And The Mandalorian's going to bring us into some grittier experiences, because, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we love several bad guy, quote-unquote, characters. Oh, like yeah. Boba Fett, Darth Vader, IG-88, many characters that are just bad, but we don't love them because we've been in their shoes and stories, we mm-hmm. love them because they're just cool and awesome. Yeah, like, one of the kids in our youth group, Donovan, mm-hmm. I love him to bits. He's an absolute terror sometimes, but he's fantastic. He asks the important questions. He um, does. He saw my Death Star tattoo, and he was like, those are the bad guys. Why do you have that? And I was like, from a certain point of view, they're the bad guys. I mean, let's not cut the hash any other way. They are the bad guys. Shh. <laughs> That's but, not my point. But it doesn't mean that you can't be like, yeah. oh, they're cool, I like them. Or, yeah. You know, so for, they look it, good in black, I'm and sure. That, and that's what I mean, is like, 
many of the characters that we like that fall on the dark side, we like mm -hmm. because of just really great storytelling and whatnot. Not necessarily because of relating to them. Yeah. Um, like, and and yeah. I'm really generalizing here. Just take into account, I'm not... I mean, we could go into how I can actually feel like I've walked in the shoes of Darth Vader and Boba. Like, yeah. there's similarities, yes, but for for by and large, we haven't stepped in their shoes as much as, let's say... Obi-Wan Kenobi, or yeah. good guys. Because it's easy to tell good guy stories <clears throat> versus bad guy stories, because bad guy stories are hard to like. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to be, again, coming back to The Mandalorian, interesting is because I feel like this is going to do well what hasn't been done enough. Again, I'm not yeah. saying that... the Mandal I'm not trying to praise The Mandalorian for doing it for the first time. I'm just saying that I think it's going to do it well what we haven't seen done enough. That we're yeah. going to slip into the shoes of the Mandalorian and feel what he feels a little bit. And be able to maybe see things from his grittier, more questionable perspective. I appreciate that. I, I, I absolutely do. Because I think that's the complex areas that Star Wars storytelling needs to go to continue to be interesting and whatnot. I also can't wait to see Gina Rodriguez just kicking all types of hiney. Gina Carano? Gina Carano, that's right. Dang, you I mixed, said it wrong. You mixed Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez together, <laughs> and I think I'm in love. <laughs> All like, I just need to add is fruit. What's what's fun? What's funny is uh, Michelle Rodriguez is short, whereas Gina Carano's tall. So it's just like oh my gosh, uh, she's so tall. <laughs> it's like it's like Minnie and Tall Me, uh, she's not so beautiful. like me me, but you know what I mean. Me, me. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Me, 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 me. Um, but yeah. Uh, all of all of the act, you know, Carl Weathers and Gina Carano also are are great, um, yeah. <clears throat> fun people, and they're also playing morally gray, questionable characters. Yeah, uh, I like it. I think Carl Weathers is much more unlikable, just from the vibes I'm getting. Yeah, you know, he's the guild leader. He's the one who I think is going to be the more like. Every time you say guild leader, I just think hail and well met. I don't know. What Travelers D and D. Okay. Um, I I just continue to think that he's going to be the one that we're constantly hoping gets it yeah. in one way or another. Um, whereas with Gina, I think she's going to be the one where we're like, if she shows up to give the Mandalorian a bad day, we're still okay with it because it makes yeah. us happy um, kind of things. Yeah. Like, I I showed you this Instagram last night, but like, I feel like it's going to be something similar with uh, Naomi Aki with Gina Carano. Oh, yeah. Like, Look at them legs. <laughs> well, I think I think the, she could strangle you with her legs. The gist of what the meme was was to say how Naomi Aki's going to kind of come in and disturb things a little bit. Yes. In terms of the chemistry we thought was there, I think she's going to be an interesting drip of oil yeah. to the water in terms of like she's going to add a new dynamic, and I think Gina is yeah. going to be that same character type where she's going to whenever she shows up whether she's a reoccurring or constant character, whenever she shows up, she's going to introduce a dynamic that's going to be yeah, entertaining and interesting, I think. Here's a, here's a tip for ladies like myself who have thick thighs. To assert dominance, crush a watermelon when first meeting someone <laughs> <laughs> with them thighs. Yeah, just start at a 10 and work down from there. <laughs> exactly. Um... That's how you get a man. No, uh, again, we're not talking about the trailer or anything Look. like that. Um, any other highlights before my next thing? Uh, no. I have to go ahead and, and mention one bum point. Um, 
is that apparently it's not IG-88 in this. Apparently. I saw that. So here's here's my myth with it, okay? Yeah. It's an article from Entertainment Weekly, yeah. which... It's Entertainment Weekly. It's, it's trustable. And for by and large, it quotes John Favreau from the panel and whatnot. The thing is, I, I've listened through, and I could not find a specific instance where he said... It's not IG-88, it's IG-11. Unless I, I keep missing that part yeah. for some reason, and someone Still, wants to point it out to me. Babes, we got an IG model in the oh, real world. Oh, yeah. I mean, that I'm still amazing. celebrating an IG character that I clearly think we're going to love. <laughs> but I just mean, like... It's possibly the voice of Taika Here's my like thing, is if you're going to quote someone, please source exactly where... Like, because yeah. the thing is, is it doesn't sound like a quote. It sounds like just information they're putting in there. And it's just like, I want to know specifically where, give me a timestamp of where he said it or source it to an, an interview where he said it, just because it's important to me to know specifically. Yeah. Nonetheless, is it going to be a great character? I think so. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and if it is still, if it is actually voiced by Taika Waititi, then that's going to be great as well. I, but that's another thing where it's up in the air where it, well, yeah, we can clearly assume that, but think, I also assumed it was IG-88, so... Do you think he's going to do a robot voice? Or do you think he's going to do, like, his regular voice? Um, I, no, I think to a degree, IG has a pretty regular voice. I mean, yeah. most tend to have... It, it depends on their level of intelligence, because you see something like a po protocol droid, uh, which is meant to have more human interaction, mm -hmm. you see that they have much more normal dialogue. You know, C-3PO's dialogue, very comparable to a human's. Yeah. When you go to lower intelligence um, uh, droids and functionals, that you get a lot more robotic because they, they aren't expected to have many, you know, they're not exactly expected to carry a great conversation Yeah. just to communicate. So it depends on whether or not he's built to communicate or to conversate. Uh, I pretty sure if it is Taika Waititi, though, it's going to be an interesting conversate-type vibe. Yeah. Um, while, while sounding, obviously, appropriately enough robotic. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because the thing is, in media where IG-88 speaks, uh, the recent Rebellion issue and in the Star Wars Adventures Flight of the Falcon comics, it was so the dialogue reads like he's not talking droid-speak yeah. as much. It's much more... You know. it, it seems like he's talking basic. Yeah. And so, but I, I'm sure there's a sound to it. Because IG is humanoid enough, but also cl still clearly machine terror, mm -hmm. I feel like he's also going to sound human enough, but also s then cross a line of also being slightly abhuman, where it's like, it, like I, I, hear, yeah. I hear you and it sounds normal, but it's also not normal and it's weird. It's almost like the Uncanny Valley, where it's like, it looks like it should be real, but it's not, and it's it's yeah. skeevy, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, just the yeah. last interesting point for The Mandalorian, we talked about a little bit already, but um, is the fact that it is not going to be the Netflix style of everything at once kind uh, of a series. I was kind of disappointed with that, <laughs> but I appreciate what they're doing. Well, and that's what's interesting is we fall on both sides, whereas you wanted it to be bingeable, and I didn't have expectations, so it not being bingeable turns out to be what I wanted. Yeah, and that's one of those things, like, if I like a show, I can just 
let it run. Like, yeah. I have, that's how I've been watching Hannibal, is mm-hmm. I'll just, it's an hour-long episode, so I'll just, like, let it go while I'm playing Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. and just watch a man crawl out of a horse. <laughs> that happens. Spoiler that was a alert. wild episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, was that the end of your, your, th- your yeah. thought? Okay. <laughs> Ending on uh, horse birth. Um, Rebirth, kind of. Where, um, I... I agree where it's like, if I like it, I love to be able to just click to the next episode and keep going and digest everything at once. Yeah. But. You watched all of Orange is the New Black, the new season, the last one that came out. Yeah. In like, one night. Yeah. Um. I was concerned. But. I appreciate where it's like, we'll watch an episode and then we'll have quite possibly a week uh, to process and to really take it in before the next piece. Rewatch it twice. Make right. more notes. Yeah, I mean, no, oh, so yeah, I mean, easily from a podcast and, and uh, creative perspective, it's <clears> like, okay, thank goodness we only have to talk about the Mandalorian episode once a week instead of having to quickly binge all of it to keep up with the news current. Um, whereas now, it's like, you know, okay, once a week we can talk, you know, talk about it, cover it, and, and that's great. But, I mean, just for me personally podcast and YouTube channel aside, it's just nice to be able to enjoy something for the long term. That's what's great about Resistance being a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. That was what was great about Rebels as well, um, is, you know, just being able to linger with it and just sit with one episode a week and, and, and whatnot and wonder what's next, what's going to happen next. I think, you know, the, we live in a culture that's, you know, kind of made binging the standard and <clears throat> I think it's okay to kind of just take a pause uh, and to, you know, just spend time marinating in one piece of something yeah. for a while instead of taking the whole thing. I mean, because here's the thing. Once it's all done, we'll rewatch all of it in one big binge and then talk about it all over again. So Heck there you yeah. go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, you guys, it's, it's interesting. Again, it's we, fall, we fall on either side. Of the fence, but you know it's interesting to hear what you guys think and how how you feel about that. Uh, whether or not you were disappointed you can't binge it, or if you're happy that you don't have uh, to lose quite possibly twenty two hours of your life. I don't know how long the episodes are or how many there's going to be in a season. I don't have a job. I don't care. <laughs> Very true. Um, so moving on um, from those big topics, um, just kind of talking about the. St- Arguably smaller <clears throat> things, but still exciting and enjoyable things. Um, Galaxy's Edge yeah. showed off a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. We got to see a lot. Speaking of the Uncanny Valley, can we just say again how wild that Hondo is? Oh, yeah. Like, well, not showed... in the creepy Uncanny Valley way. No. Or but like, to me. It's like, if you've been on the Carousel of Progress at, at Disney World, mm-hmm. and, or if you like to take naps, you know... Um, Rex from the Carousel of Progress. Like, there was a point where that was the most articulated animatronic in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, that was completely new and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Looking at Hondo, I when I first saw um, the footage of the Hondo animatronic, I was like, oh, so they're going to have a person in a costume. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. No, it's, no, it's, it's an, an animatronic. animatronic. 
Uh, and it is still not more sophisticated than the <clears throat> um, Navi Shaman in uh, the Avatar oh ride, though. Oh my gosh, that, that thing is so incredible. That remains to be the most complex and um, technologically superior animatronic to date that Disney has created. Um, but Hondo is close behind. Uh, and yes, we got to see a little bit more show-off of Hondo, which was great. I think that's just the, the way to go than forcing someone to go through hours of makeup for that constantly. Yeah, like, um, I feel bad for the person who plays Maul at the Galaxy of... Uh, oh, yeah, I mean... Dibba, Dibba, the, 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 the show. You know the show. Yeah, the Galaxy Far, Far Away show yeah. at Hollywood Studios. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, well, I feel bad for all of them because, yeah. I mean... It's hot in Florida. Yeah, it's it's a lot to go through, and that's why they need breaks. That's mm -hmm. why there's multiples. So just be patient whenever oh you... Gosh. You know, that's just a side thing, but yeah. with character meets, just be patient just because of that. Again, yeah. it's it's a lot to go through. Just ask any cosplayer at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, we were... When we went to the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party last year... There were, in the Haunted Mansion float, they had guys in corpse makeup, you know, dancing around with the shovels, which was incredible. If you've never seen footage of the Boo Halloween parade, it is amazing. Mm -hmm. But, like, looking at, we were close enough that we could see the guys were just, like, sweating, pouring oh, yeah. sweat, and, like, the makeup was melting off, and yeah. I felt so bad for them. I could have sworn we were talking about Galaxy's Edge. Oh, uh, um. it's still Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay. Excuse me. Okay, okay. Um... But yes, but uh, I'm glad it's an animatronic yeah. so that those aren't those health concerns aren't there yeah. or are less. Um, I met two Hondos where we were at Celebration. Yeah. Now, but that's also to go to into our appreciation for cast members and for cosplayers for the work that they do to become these characters and whatnot. Yeah. We do appreciate that. But uh, yes, yeah, so we got to see more footage of Hondo, uh, and they had a little square on the show floor where they showed off each day more more things than the last and, and a mm -hmm. lot of new stuff. Some is just seeing what we've heard about before and some of it was fairly new. Um, it was it was definitely a fun experience. Yeah. Uh, and no, we're not talking gonna talk about the Coca Cola because it's freaking Coca Cola. But Holy lightsabers terms, Batman. <laughs> in terms of the other merchandise showed off. So we got things like costumes like Jedi, Sith, First Order, Re Resistance, Rebel we got uh, apparel, yeah. um, you know, your typical fun tees and, and hats and other things, um, toys out the wazoo. You've got realistic toys. You've got um, toys that we already know of. You've also got more fun in-universe type toys like what Jyn Erso had. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to there's, buy that. There's uh, statuettes. There's busts of iconic Jedi and Sith and... Um, uh, reimagine or not reimaginings, recreations of uh, statues that existed in Palpatine's mm -hmm. office and murals, showing off great and dynamic Jedi uh, battles and and a very frumpy looking Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, lots of uh, cool uh, statuettes and, and sculptures. So also they showed off the lightsabers, the build your owns, and as well yeah. the the very well known lightsabers of of some of our mm -hmm. heroes and villains. Which, we own two of the uh, Belgeron lightsabers that are currently available. They're very clunky, and they're very long. Oh, yeah, they're, they're going to stop feeling like children's toys yes, all around. Yes, and I'm excited about that. That is going to mean they cost more, but you're getting much more of a value. Because we, I mean, we spent, like, I think, like, 50 bucks yeah. to build a lightsaber. I think it's, like, 75 to build a two, a double-bladed. Yeah. 
you know, I think you're going to be, I think your standard's going to be probably be about 65, 75, mm -hmm. but feeling the parts that go into this, seeing it when it's done, there's a lot more that just feels right, and you get a lot of more functionality in terms of removable blades, playability in terms of the Kryper crystals and the holocrons that you can get. Yes. There's a lot going on with these that make their, give them a bigger bang for their buck. Yeah. But, I'm so, so excited. Lightsabers, and then of course plushies. We're gonna get plushies of very well-known animals like banthas, wampas, tauntauns, uh, puffer wait. pigs. Um, we're going to have uh, there's pork puppets. There are all kinds of great stuff. That's what I can use to tell you bad Star Wars <laughs> jokes. Um, now, uh, if you've seen some pictures there, it you may have seen the salacious crumb that they had pictured. Mm -hmm. They also had a pith muck muck, um, or they could actually just be pith muck muck is Pardon the blue so. Blue uh, Kowakian monkey lizard. Thank you. That hung out with Hondo in the Clone Wars. Thank you. Uh, he's played okay. by Matt Latter. <laughs> um, That's funny. So if you've seen pictures of the booth, you may have seen a uh, Kowakian monkey lizard that resembles Piff Muck Muck or Salacious Crumb. It's such a It's weird not name. just a figure. It's not just a thing. If you've been to Animal Kingdom and have visited Pandora, you'll see in their shop they sell uh, Banshee. That can perch on your shoulder. They come with little controls where you can, can make them look around and make them roar, mm -hmm. make their wings flutter. They're so cute. They are. Salacious Crumb, Piff Muck Muck, or Kowakian Monkey Lizards of any name you prefer to give them are going to function the same way. So the, the figure is actually something that sits on your shoulder. You have a little control. You can make him look around and make him open his mouth and laugh and all this other stuff. And the rest of his body is also posable. So that's really cool. It takes it to a much next. Uh, it takes it to the next level in terms of it's not just a creepy thing to put on your shelf, but now you can walk around with it. Can I? Can, does it have a sound chip? I think so because I please um, tell me it has a if sound I remember chip. the if I remember the banshees do so you know like when you'd open their mouth they would roar yeah so I'm believe yes I haven't seen footage of it being used but I've seen pictures of it okay. uh, being used so obviously um, that means I did not hear it. I'm going to have a. Salacious crumb from now on. <laughs> Clearly, I knew that. Whenever was I tell a dumb joke, I'm gonna make it go. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do finally, a salacious crumb finally, voice. Finally, I'm someone sorry. to agree with your jokes. Exactly. Um, you but, don't. So all of that great stuff um, that we saw, mentioned, read about, all that good stuff. Of, oh, and obviously the build your own droids and all that other stuff. So, of all of it. What yeah. are what are things that have already been added to your must-buy list or have just been <clears throat> bolded, highlighted, and underlined after seeing them? Well, the thing I've been talking to you about for the last three days is the mall saber that I want to buy. <laughs> yeah, the so the legacy saber. Yes, the legacy saber. Yeah, so they have the build-your-own, which is great and fantastic, but they also have the legacy sabers where the... the Merchant is going to try and tell you that this is Darth Maul's lightsaber, and he's going to sell you the only one, uh, you know, that he found in a shaft on Naboo, yeah. and then you're going to walk ten feet away, and he's going to sell another one to another stupid kid. But I told that story about the guy <laughs> who sold the Bigfoot footprint. <laughs> right. The one and only. Yeah. And Except then, this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, technically, the footprint's a twice-in-a-lifetime experience, so, I mean, you got two of them. Uh, but, Unless you're a millipede. Uh, very true, but that is not what Bigfoot is. Um, Millipedes have very small footprints. Yeah, so I'm excited about the Legacy Sabers because they appear to be the standard Disney Parks lightsaber 
uh, quality oh boy. that we've come to know from, you know, we have Darth Vader's and Anakin's slash Luke's slash Rey's. Um, we have not gotten the Kylo Ren yet, but mm -hmm. I have been wanting it, but it looks like that quality is coming to Galaxy's Edge with the Legacy Saber line. Yeah, it also looks like they're going to have a Jedi Temple Guard. Yeah, and which so is what I want. the Legacy series is all about, hey, these belong to specific people. You know, you can build your own and have fun, or you can just buy one that belonged to a certain person. <clears throat> and the cool thing is, you know, the build your own are going their blades are going to reflect whatever kyber crystal you put in. Yeah. No matter what blade you put into the legacy sabers, they're always going to be the color they should be. Which is nice. Um, so sorry if you were like, oh, I'm going to get Mace Windu's and put a yellow blade in it. That's not how that works. Every time you put a blade into <clears throat> Mace Windu's, it's always going to be purple. But you can immediately take that blade out, put it into Luke's Jedi Master lightsaber, and, hey, it's green all of a sudden. Yeah. Because the blades respond to what's going on with the blade you're using. Mm -hmm. uh, they're using a lot of great creative technology to really bring the practicality into these lightsabers. Yeah. I love that. I love I, I love it. I mm -hmm. love the lightsabers. We're getting Ventresses as well. Yes, that was also on display. And that's the great thing is it's going to have, again, levels of playability yeah. where, you know, if you do the build your own, you pick a kyber crystal. And supposedly every kyber crystal is unique. It's not going to look like any other one. And so even if you and your friend get a green one, your green one is not necessarily going to be their green one. You pop it in, and again, obviously that means your blade is going to be uh, green, but then you pop that into a uh, holocron sold separately, and it's going to turn that holocron green, but it's also going to reveal things to you. Ooh. Not exa uh, Pre-recorded things probably is what it is, um, but it's going to, they kept saying, you know, it's going to share Jedi secrets, or Sith secrets, depending on which holocron you get. But it's going to be one of those things where I feel like the playability goes much further in terms of now you really feel like you're stepping into becoming a Jedi. Add yeah. that to the costume that you can buy there. I love it so much. And, I, I mean, so if you've much. got kids of appropriate ages, then, you know, they're going to feel like they're stepping into Jedi Academy. Um, and that's going to be fantastic. And, yeah. I mean, even if even if you don't have kids, we're going to do that as adults. <clears throat> so, oh, heck know. yeah. We're going to be a family <laughs> of Sith. Um we're, you know, I my wallet already hurts uh, for our trip to Galaxy's Edge. But that's why we get the Disney <laughs> Very true. Uh, so, but, yeah, it, a lot of great stuff shown off. The lightsabers, I think, are a big thing for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Me too. I also like that they're going to sell costumes. It's really great to have high-quality Star Wars-produced costumes. Mm -hmm. Uh, one cool thing I found out is you can buy them in pieces. So, for instance, if you've got a full Sith garb, you know, it's all black, and you're like, uh, I like the gray belt. I think that'll be a different pop of color. Guess what? You can just buy the gray belt, or you can just buy the gray gloves, or you can just buy the white hood. Like, mm -hmm. You can buy it in pieces as much as you buy it together. Um, so, price-wise, I don't know what that's going to look like for anybody. Expensive. It's, you're going to spend some money. But it is nice to know that you're not going to be stuck like, well, I like this part of this costume and that part of that costume. Does that mean I have to buy both? Apparently not. It appa mm. You know, you can build your own look if you want, or you can just buy the pre-established, pre-designed look as well. Yeah. Which I think is nice. If you really want to get creative with it, 
by all means, go on. Or if you just want to be simple and be like, no, I just want to get it off the shelf, put it on, and go. Yeah. Also cool. I highly recommend if you're going to do that, though, go in cooler weather, not full Florida weather. Yeah. <laughs> Florida kind of sucks with um, weather and such. Anything else in terms of Galaxy's Edge merch or Galaxy's Edge in general that you want to talk about? I'm excited for how uh, immersive it's going to be, definitely. Yes, that continues to be on the forefront of their advertising and, and so much more. It That's going to be the appeal is feeling like you really are just stepping into Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, which Disney's always great about feeling like you're stepping into another world and it's great that now that world gets to be Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it it's exciting. We're almost there. I mean, if you're in, uh, if you're near Disneyland, you're closer than we are. Um, also, <clears throat> nay, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> if I could put up with the large crowds, and if Rise of the Resistance was going to be ready when it opens in Florida, we would go immediately. Yes. But I'd rather wait till everything is fully up and running, and mm. most of the kinks are worked out, and all that other stuff. <clears throat> and I'm glad to, by that time, be able to watch a ride cam of the ride and just be like, Get expectations. is this going to make me sick? <laughs> well, again, with now, with Rise of Resistance, no. With yeah. Flight of the Falcon, it is what you make it. So, mm -hmm. that's the thing. We can drive like <laughs> Granny stole it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, and then me and Michael will go have fun and, and see, see what we can... You and Samantha really. will have fun. <laughs> Oh, right, Michael, Michael's yeah. a wimp, too. Never mind. Excuse me, I'm not a wimp. I have I said ear, Michael. ear problems. I said Michael is a wimp, thank you. Um, I, hey, hey, guys, I'm putting together a crew. <laughs> for, uh, a Falcon crew, if you will. You hear about those big-time gangsters? Putting together <laughs> a crew to steal a flight of Falcon. Um, anyway, so uh, moving on from that, we also, of course, hung out with Clone Wars news. Got to see yes. some... Uh, glimpses of Clone Wars. It looks incredible. It looks beautiful. Um, oh. Yeah, it was really great to see and feel the energy of this is coming back. This very well-loved piece of Star Wars is coming back. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's tough because you know it is limited it's not it's coming back for 12 episodes but uh it's also just great because it means some stories get some closure and it creates this connective tissue between what we knew existed and kind of what storytelling has done since then you know those blanks are going to start to get filled in a little bit which is nice yeah definitely um I loved seeing the show off of the new animation and detail work. You it know, looks beautiful. They're taking full advantage of the fact that, you know, they're getting a lot of financial support to create this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they're doing things that they couldn't before. And, um, you know, I mean, we talked, you know, the, the mocap that they're using for Maul. Um, oh. And just the, the work they're putting in to, in general, create a more cinematic animation feel and whatnot. It's exciting uh, because you start to see that progression throughout the series, but to see it fully <clears throat> realized, you know, in this season seven, um, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, and to know we're going to go right up to episode three pretty much. 
yeah. is is really nice. Um, and and hopefully, you know, not the last time with a lot of these characters. I mean, clearly we know where some of them are going, thanks to Rebels and whatnot, but... Um, I don't. <laughs> very true. We're getting there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it. it's tough. You know, this might be the last Clone Wars we get. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, not maybe entirely, but... It may be the last time we hear some of these voices and, and, and you know, whatnot. So, yeah. it's tough. But it's exciting. It's it's a weird, bittersweet thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Um, in terms of animation, we also got a look with uh, Resistance, which was great. Yeah. Um, well, really... Yeah, although what? I will say, the Rebels Remembered panel, the little bit of I, w- I watched of it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Yes, I didn't. I don't mean to skip over yeah. rebels. It's more of a. Yeah. There, it wasn't that it added anything new to. It, it was. Yeah. Well, we found out that Sam Witwer does a fantastic Dave Filoni impression. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, with rebels remembered, it was far more about remembering and appreciating and celebrating something loved more than getting new information. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not skipping it because I devalue it. I'm. I'm just not including yeah. it just because... I just know people would say, you skipped Rebels. Yeah. Oh, no, trust me. I love Rebels. I was very emotionally charged with that panel and kind of, you know, because Rebels is a very different appreciation for me. You know, it's a much more intimate show. It's a much more family-driven show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from the first episode, I'd argue, there's a lot more going on emotionally than there was in probably the first two and a half seasons of Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I've i seen very few episodes of Rebels. Only what, like, I watched with you before, you know, mm-hmm. we even started watching. Yeah, Clone I mean, Wars. we watched some together, but, I mean, we, you know, that kind of veered off yeah. at some point, yeah. Because um, he wanted me to watch it. Yeah, and, I mean, in terms of animation, I actually love Rebels animation um, more than any current Star Wars animation, uh, mostly because it's so vintage-inspired in terms of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it feels so much like it belongs in the timeline where it c- takes place. Uh, it's just... It's so fantastic. It's so Star Wars, which is a weird descriptor, but it, and it's hard to explain, but, you know, I love Rebels, and so, you know, I said, like... With with that panel, I love the idea of just being able to say, let's just sit and talk about this one great thing. Yeah. You know, with Rebels Remembered, it's clearly because a year ago <clears throat> it ended. Yeah. But, you know, let's do that more often. Like, I love that with The Phantom Menace as well, where oh, yeah. let's just sit down and appreciate and talk about this thing. Um, and that's what that panel was about, and that's what was so great about it, is just being able to, you know, kind of bathe yourself in, like, just information about this thing you love. Some you knew, some you didn't, and some, you know, it's just fun uh, to learn and to take in. And, you know, seeing these actors and actresses and people who have grown together uh, continue to feel like a family together as much as the characters did. Yeah. You know, it's all just wonderful. Uh, And so, yeah, Rebels Remembered was a fantastic piece. Um, Resistance, though... A lot of great look back to season one. A lot of great stories told and everything. They showed a 22-minute premiere of season two. Um, we didn't get a trailer, though. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So that's the tough thing. It will probably come sometime this summer, I'm imagining. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, it's fine. Um, I, I just enjoyed, because it's such a new thing, I enjoyed just being able to hear the cast and see the cast interact and, and, and talk together and all that. So, I mean, if nothing else for than that, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, I think I'm... Now, we didn't go to that. We didn't get into that panel, so no. we didn't get to see the footage. Um, I think I'm just ready to see a trailer because I know it's going into a new direction with the series because it started so fun and got very emotionally real and heavy towards the end. Mm-hmm. And I know now we're picking up immediately where that left off. And so it's going to be a very interesting place to start the next season. Yeah. And so I'm really curious where that goes and also how it's going to challenge... Uh, how it's going to take the challenge of clearly it's not going to take in the entirety of season two to go through the events of episode eight yeah. meaning resistance season two could be the second thing uh the second content to go past episode eight huh. um you know uh poe dameron um was the first to do that uh with the comic series and even that was very little yeah. You know, it's not a whole lot. But Charles Soule got to take it past episode 8, which was great. Resistance, I think, is going to do that more, clearly. They have an entire season of episodes to do. So yeah. I think the first five or so are going to be right in place of episode 8, and then we're going to go to the next phase, and that's what's interesting to me, is it's like we're going to see the in-between. Because we know there's a time jump between episode 8 and 9, so... What we see in Resistance is going to fill in um, a lot of question marks. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting, and and I think that's why I'm I, I'm I'm eager and and excited for that. Uh, it you know um, filling in those gaps. Mm-hmm. I think that's the greatest thing with Resistance as well is because again it fills in those areas of a time we don't know enough about yet, uh, yeah. and we're going to continue to get stories like that now that Episode Nine is coming to a close. The gaps between seven, eight, and nine are going to start to fill in a lot more. I can't I'm wait. sure. Um, and lastly, we'll lead, we'll end off with talking about Jedi Fallen Order. Um, so this one was one we were very excited about because we love games and we love, um, obviously Star Wars games in particular. And as much as I love to play Battlefront, we've been waiting and desperate for new gaming news, and also just new gaming content to discuss. Oh yeah, we've been talking about, like, eh, it's not just gonna be Battlefront. Right. Soon. Um, for, like, months. <laughs> and, uh, well, okay, look, so real quick, I just realized that, you know, Vader, oh, so Vader Immortal is also coming. Yes. And Vader Immortal is gonna be very interesting, and Vader Immortal is gonna be something we're gonna be, uh, sort of living with story-wise for a while, because we're getting episode one th- later this year. Yeah. Um... I don't know the production value. I don't know the production speed on this, so maybe it'll be another year before episode two. I I don't know. I can't imagine, but mm-hmm. maybe I, I mean it, it's going to be some some time. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to Vader Immortal. I'm looking forward to that story, but there's just there's definitely a lot of intrigue because the details they reveal just make it far more interesting. Yeah. 
you know, you're a smuggler that's learning the force and learning to wield a lightsaber, and, and it's keeps, just... What keeps coming up is fate has chosen you. Right, like, what what is Darth Vader's interest in this character, in our character? Yeah. Uh, and so forth and so on. So, <clears throat> so, not to bypass Vader Immortal, but mm-hmm. I think part of the reason I forgot it is because it creates some interesting questions, but it really didn't give us a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, and with Jedi Fallen Order, my dreams of character customization customization have been dashed. Yes, we get... Which I'm fine with. We get a character. We get a character. Um, so, so that's the... Okay, so let's talk about that then. You know, yeah. So, I just wanted to mention, you know, we're not forgetting Vader more. No. Well, I did forget Vader more, but... A little. <laughs> but, again, there's not a whole lot. Yeah. There. I mean, we're excited for some of the character details we learned, so, you know, um, learning that um, Maya Rudolph is going to be uh, playing our droid friend in that. It's going to be fun. It, I think Vader Immortal is going to be very, very, very interesting, but mm-hmm. there just wasn't enough going on with Vader Immortal. I mean, we talked about it. We felt like they kind of undersold the panel and the story. Uh, it's just... Yeah. The, it's like they gave us a panel just to give us a trailer. Yeah. They didn't really think Which, the other details through. The trailer was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a confirmation that we're going to be kind of living in Vader's castle. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get to get get exploration. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna get to do some of the. They kept coming to the word wish fum- fulfillment. You're gonna get a lot of that throughout the story. <clears throat> Which I don't know. My wishes <clears throat> ain't your wishes. You don't know anything about my wishes. Very true. I think they just think you know these are things fans would enjoy doing, like wielding yeah. a lightsaber, using the force, and blah blah blah. Um, my wishes were fulfilled. We would be roommates with Darth Maul. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That'd be very but, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just like, I hope soon we'll get a little bit more to really dive in with, with Vader Immortal, but for now, we got a great trailer and a little yeah, bit of detail. that's all we can ask for. But, uh, with Jedi Fallen Order, we got to sit a little bit more and explore a little bit more, and we got a little bit more preparedness in terms of, this is gonna be big, you know, I mean... We're excited for Vader Immortal. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. We just felt like the event surrounding it wasn't... It was kind of meh. Yeah, it just wasn't properly yeah. exciting and enough. We held out for as long as we could because there were a lot of people, you know, just straight up leaving. Yeah. And... The energy just was yeah. not right. You know, for something that cool and that interesting the energy in the room was just not right yeah and at the end of the day what made us leave was me turning to you and saying i'm hungry <laughs> very true I was hungry. um but whereas with jedi fallen order it captured you they yes. clearly put a lot into giving this Definitely. the energy and excitement and treatment that it deserves as a game and so while we're excited for vader immortal we're hoping that Mar- soon marketing will catch up with our excitement. Yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, it's already there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you kind of already mentioned, but what did anything surprise or subvert your expectations and what we got? Or like, because we really didn't know anything going in. Yeah. We knew a title, and we knew the details of, it's after Order 66, you're a Padawan. So, yeah. what immediately broke any ideas, theories, or expectations you had? Well, we were talking before we went in. Like, this was the day before the panel, I think, where there was a poster that was on Twitter from a uh, a Twitter that, like, 
plays with very dumb uh, Photoshop ideas, which made me laugh very hard when they photoshopped in the middle, just like right in the middle of the poster, a droid deca, mm-hmm. just to be like, hey, look at that. Yeah, they're meme yeah. photoshoppers is a way to put it. Yeah. In terms of, like, they photoshop badly but on other, purpose. <laughs> other than that, everything else was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, we were even, like, talking before the, before we saw the trailer, like, okay, up in the left corner, left corner, yes, left corner, there are, uh, TIE Fighters, which kind of threw off the timeline for us a little bit, because we weren't really sure where it was going to take place. Uh, and then we have a venerator. A venator? Ven- Ven- venator. Venator. A venator. A venator. A venator. Sure. And we were like, that's a Clone Wars ship. Yeah, it really seemed to be mingling its timelines yeah, a little bit. Like, uh, you know, and now we And now we understand it based on uh, the character story. Yeah. But... Which is a great story. Yeah, it's. I mean, and it's. I it's a really that. interesting take on it because. Yeah. I think what the poster does a good job of, and what we now understand it to be doing yeah. is. When you understand the timeline, it makes bl- a lot. Yeah, of it's sense. it's blending the transition of yeah. clearly you see Clone Wars Republic era, clearly yeah. you see Imperial era. This is that transition period, and this is the awkward, abrasive period where our character Cal finds himself in. Yeah, like we were talking. Like there's a point in. The trailer where Cal finds a clone trooper with green markings on his armor. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you how I saw on Twitter, like, is this Gree? It's not Gree. Gree got his head cut off. It's not Gree. On Kashyyyk. Now, he doesn't look... He looks cleaner, but he doesn't look much younger in that moment. So clearly, where we are taking the story is still maybe only... It's only, I think, a couple years? I would put it tops tops 10 years later. Because the thing is, with the... Well... The second sister showing up shows up as early as 6 months to 8 months after episode 3. So really, it actually could be a lot less than 10 years. Uh Um, Either way, I don't think there's a big time jump. um, Which was something we kind of played with in terms of you know, we figured, okay, maybe we'll start during Order 66 and then time jump to later in the character's life Yeah. and be in a new place. Um, or we we actually thought initially it was going to take place immediately during and after Order 66. Yeah. So while we may see a little bit of Order 66, I think clearly most of our story is taking place in some period of time later. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it's either... It's between three to seven years later. That's my guess. Okay. That's not gotcha. that's not official, but I'm I'm guessing based on context clues of what I know, three to seven years later, maybe. That makes sense. Um, just because it's clearly not too long after because they're using purge troopers, which uh, according to the Darth Vader comics are clones. They're not stormtroopers yet, so they're still very early in the Imperial time timeline. Yeah. Which, um, I still want the story of how many clones have PTSD after Order 66. Give it to me, you cowards! Uh, if the Kamin- Kaminoans did their job, none of them, because uh, none of them will, re- would really think of it, but... Uh. Um, 
but yeah, so that was that was one of the things that really broke expectations was like, oh, so we're really not spending a whole lot of time during Order 66. It's primarily yeah. after, um, which it's interesting because parts of it to me feel familiar to Kanan's story a little bit in terms of, yeah, I survived and then I just kind of did life on the outside and got used to things and then all of a sudden you know something calls me to action there's some similar beats to that a little bit but i'm hoping that overall it's going to feel different yeah um i'm pretty confident we're going to get a good fun game oh yeah definitely um but dealing with jedi post order 66 it's also very easy to follow the same beats a little bit if you're not careful so hopefully that's not the case and hopefully it's just from the little bit we've seen so far that it feels familiar and as we see more and as we actually play it'll be um the curtain will widen to a bigger story yeah but that's all we can ask um did anything meet your expectation i mean i i yeah since we didn't have like we already said a lot going in was there anything you expected that you got not really. I kind of came in with, like, zero expectations, because, like, I was confused. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, like, I wanted to understand more than I wanted to, you know, theorize. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, and again, I mean, other than title and a little bit of information, we didn't really know much. No. Um, but, and one great thing um, that I know many people were wondering about is that n- there's not going to be paywalls, there's not going to be loot boxes, there's not going to be pay to win. God bless America. You're just going to play the game and enjoy the game, and you're going to earn yeah. as you play kind of thing. Like, like, Why is everybody beefing with EA? I get that they're not ne- they haven't necessarily made the best decisions with all of their games. I get that they've not necessarily had the best run with Battlefront, but I would say that they have done amazing strides to get where they are with Battlefront to make it the amazing game that it is. Yeah, and I was never one to play many EA games. Mm -hmm. Like, I... The most sport game I played was Tony Hawk Underground. Yeah. Uh, Well, I I mean, EA, I mean, they don't just deal with sport. Yeah. But, no, but uh, the thing, the thing is, is... Yeah, when Battlefront launched and started, there was a lot going on that needed fixing. But guess what? They've fixed it. Yeah. They've done a lot to make this game what fans want. Yeah, and, like, I see all the time with fans when something new comes out, like, beefing on Twitter, like, this is terrible, fix it now, and then they yeah. do fix it, and they're like, good. Yeah, what a bit, it, but now you need to put in two char- two, 200 new characters. It's just like... It's like, chill! You didn't deserve one of these things, and you got so many... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they easily could have said, hey, this game sucks, you're right, and we're going to make a new one and dump all assets we've currently worked But no, yeah, they've... Yeah, we're ca- just going to stop developing this game that we've worked for years on. But they've continued to work on it, and I think Battlefront is better than ever, and I think people that are like, oh, no, EA made it, so it's crap... You are a child. ...are unfair. Uh, and EA had overseeing rights, but largely it was Respawn uh, with this game, and I think that clearly we're getting a great game, and I think that we need to be more mindful of positive expectations for it, um, yeah. despite your gaming experience and, and, and history. 
Um, Manage your expectations a lot better, please. Because yeah. I think I think it looks like we're definitely getting a great game. Oh yeah, and it looks I, fantastic. You know, I'm I'm very excited. It looks beautiful. So, um, beyond games, you want to jump into the next thing? Yes, I will because there's a Mimo running around. Um, so we got a lot of experience this this last week with books. Um, we met. Um, I am so sorry, I cannot remember his name right now. Kevin Scott. Ka- Kevin Scott, yes, we met Kevin Scott. Uh, he signed a um, poster for us for Dooku. Jedi Law. Jedi Law, thank you. My brain is so full of malarkey and molasses that I can't remember anything <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, the Del Rey booth was just hopping every day we oh, tried yeah, to go. Oh it yeah, was, it was always busy. Um but it was also always fun. We didn't necessarily get to everything we wanted to do there. Um, but it was a lot of fun what we were able to do. And meeting Kevin was a big thing on oh, yeah. our checklist because... He was so nice. Yeah, we appreciate his he work. He was so tall. And his personality. <laughs> so meeting him and being able to say thanks for what you do and also being able to, you know, just chat a little bit was nice. Yeah, um, definitely. The main thing with books, there's not a whole lot more than... Some excerpts, which are are always fun, and some details of what we already knew. Uh, really, the only tease and the only new information was Project Luminous. Yeah, what is that? Uh, it is going to be a project involving five already well-known Fantastic Star Wars authors, including Kevin Scott, Justina Ireland, Charles Soule, Daniel Jose Older, and Claudia Gray. All of these uh, individuals have already written for Star Wars and have done fantastic work, and they're pulling all five of them together for a project they're only calling Project Luminous and are teasing for 2020. That's Um, too far away. My guess is next year is the 40th anniversary, if you can believe it, for Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. Empire Strikes Back turns 40 next year. Based on experience with A New Hope turning 40. New Hope, yeah. You don't have to mention every time I misspeak. Uh, <laughs> since A New Hope, when it turned 40, gave us, from a certain point of view, mm-hmm. uh, I'm wondering if Project Luminous is Empire's version of that. I hope so. Um, clearly it's not 40 authors with 40 short stories. Yeah. Um... Could be five authors with forty short stories. Could be <laughs> if they're if they're willing to do that much work. It's gonna be like a Federalist Papers kind of situation, <laughs> where like um, uh, Justina Ireland got sick after writing five. Charles Soule wrote twenty five, and <laughs> uh, Kevin Scott wrote the other fifty one. Like, hey, yeah, it's a deep seated reference. Uh, I think nonetheless, I think. Either I think we're gonna get at least five stories. I think yeah. five is a safe bet. I think we're at least getting five stories, possibly pertaining to the events of Empire Strikes Back, is my best guess. Yeah. Um, it's kind of sad because I love the forty short story style because it allowed us to journey through the film from different perspectives. But, you know, from a certain point of view, was a quote from that film, luminous. You know, we're. Luminous beings, not this crude matter, is a quote from Empire. I, I, context clues and information tells yeah. me it's going to be something to do with the anniversary of Empire. Exciting. If that's the case, yeah, exciting. 
If not, then whatever it is, I'm still going to probably enjoy because I love all of these authors. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, one way or another, it's exciting. I think Christmas time we'll probably learn more because I feel like this is going to be something possibly released around this time next year. I think we're about a year out from this. Yeah. So I figure maybe about, you know, November, December, we'll probably get some more information on what Project Luminous might be. Yeah. So, but it's nice to know that more, um, more great book material is coming from Star Wars. Yeah. I think we're going to have a very steady flow of that for, from now on. Um, so that's exciting. And who knows where Jedi Lost is going to take us in terms of Star Wars content. Yeah. I mean, going to audio-specific uh, material is going to be very interesting if that's the direction we're taking with some things. And I think that could work with a lot of things. I love the the radio drama style of it, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me more Costa new content, how about it? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed. So, yeah, I mean, that these are some of the big highlights. Um, obviously, we had some personal experiences that were fantastic throughout Celebration that we cover more in our daily recap videos. But as far as this goes, um, that's those are those are the big points, um, the big information that we got from celebration and whatnot yeah. that we wanted to again brush over, um, and about half of this list uh, is getting uh, its own ind- its own individual episodes to discuss even further. Yeah. So look forward to that. But as for now, that's uh, what we got, and hopefully you're as excited as we are. Let us know what you're most excited for. We're we're eager to to know, but um, do you ever feel like you could get tired of this amount of Star Wars content? Do you ever wonder why we're here? Not really. Me either. Um, I'm pretty chill with the universe at the moment. I'm pretty chill with the Star Wars universe at the moment as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I I haven't really experienced burnout. Mm-hmm. With the Star Wars, as of yet. Yeah. Like, I... I mean, I guess it's because I consume so much other stuff. Yeah, you're very you, you're very well-balanced in terms of Star Wars and non-Star Wars. I'm not well-balanced, thank you. <laughs> not personally, no, but in terms of <laughs> consumed media, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing to take into account with these kind... You know, when people have asked us this... You know, family members have ever been... Also, you know, don't you think you'll eventually get tired? Like, no. you know, we're we're used to this inquiry, but... Yeah. The thing not usually taken into account is... We u- we usually read two to three comics a week yeah. that are Star Wars. We usually watch five to ten episodes of a Star Wars animation show. Yeah. We watch at least once a week one of the films, and... That's if we don't have research to do, which would then mean we watch at least two films. Mm -hmm. Um, We're consuming regular amounts of media, playing games. Like, we're doing more than just what, on a normal basis, we list. Yeah. You know, and that was before we really started the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we have been on a pretty steady diet of lots of Star Wars for quite a while before this. Um, And, like, that's... What I want to say to people who are, you know, getting burned out with Star Wars and complaining about oversaturating, mm-hmm. like, it's Star Wars isn't the only thing. 
Yeah, and at the end of the day, just because it is Star Wars and it's out doesn't mean you have to immediately yeah. take, yeah. you know, consume it and everything like that. We do because we love it and yeah. and because of the podcast, but... Hot take. I'm not really all that interested in reading Thrawn right now. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you just don't... I mean, I think you'll be more, more interested once we get into Rebels. Yeah, You probably. just don't... You don't have a point of appreciation for the yeah. character yet. I saw a lot of great cosplays. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, there's this idea that... But it's Thrawn. Well, mm-hmm. but you don't have that reference. Yeah, also, I'm not really interested in going back and reading a lot of Legends content, either. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tie me to a con- stake. I think that'd be confusing, like, yeah. first of all. Like... You can pick and choose what you want to consume in Star Wars. Yeah. And that's incredibly and, important. And, yeah. That's and how I, you don't get burned out. Exactly. You know, can, if, if it's what you love, you'll never get sick of it. Yeah. Uh, but if you're doing it just because, then eventually, yeah, you'll probably get burnt out because you're consuming more than yeah. you need to be. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, the only thing I see with this is more consistency. Yeah. We've been de- getting a lot of stuff. It just seems like now they're finding their rhythm and consistency yeah. with uh, these this content. Um, so looking back on what we got this year um, and knowing kind of what's ahead a little bit, or not knowing what's ahead, yeah. uh, what do you think will be next year's highlights? Because we're getting a celebration next year in Anaheim. What do you think are going to be its highlights? Um... I'm excited for hopefully a uh, Empire Strikes Back panel. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, because you know Lando, mm-hmm. Lando's first movie. Um, I really want to see more um, Empire Strikes Back content as a whole, really, because that's that's I think is pretty universally one of the best movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And it's turning 40. And even if it's not your favorite Star Wars film, again, yeah. it's still great content. It's fantastic. It's not just a good Star Wars film. It's a <coughs> fantastic film as a whole. Um, I'm hoping... I can't wait to see all the cosplays. <laughs> <laughs> yes, more cosplays. More cosplays, because this, this year is really fun mm-hmm. with the cosplays. Like, that's when I was sitting by myself because I couldn't move my legs... That happened a few times uh, while we were waiting in line. Um, that's my favorite thing to do at, like, cons now, is just to sit around and watch the cosplays, watch people trying to move in their cosplays, and just, like, looking at the creativity of fans. Because mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Yeah, and going back to what makes Celebration worth it, that's the big thing, Yeah, is the interactions and the just general... Yeah recognition of appreciation for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, the Empire Strikes Back thing is something I hadn't thought about, but yeah, I mean, definitely I want to see a little bit of love and appreciation for that for its yeah. 40th, um, even if it's not related to Luminous. Yeah. But... And, yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully by our next celebration I will have my first cosplay. Yeah, and um, I look forward to news about the next sagas and the next pieces of Star Wars with Benioff and Weiss and Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be more willing to talk about... I don't know that we'd ever... I, I don't think next year we would see anything. No. But at least start the conversations. We could possibly see details were revolving around the Cassian Andor show. Um, so I think that 
there's definitely room for the next phase of Star Wars, you know, in a post Skywalker saga world. Yeah. Um, for like, ne- you know, yeah. uh, we wanted to go this year because this is centering around the end of the Skywalker saga. But I think there's as much reason to go next year because it's the first post Skywalker saga celebration. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be the first to deal with things apart from the Star Wars we primarily know. Yeah, and that's the thing. Star Wars isn't dying with the Skywalkers. Oh, no. Gosh. After, uh, you know, after um, buh, 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 Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Star Wars still was going oh, strong still, uh, and the fandom was still there. Yeah. After Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars was still going strong and the fandom was still there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Tross is going to do anything You're to the Star Wars fandom. You're going to have to stop calling it that. I will absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're going to have to get used to it. Tross. I will quit. <laughs> I will you just will straight not. up quit. You will absolutely not. You don't know that. You don't know me. I, um, I think I know you quite well. No, I, I don't think episode 9 is going to be the end and things are... Star Wars is not dying, clearly. No. Um, and anyone that sees it that way is not seeing the full picture of Star Wars. So I'm yeah. excited for what we're going to learn about a post-Skywalker saga world next yeah. year. Um, you know, as, as much as an emotional o- overdrive as the end is going to be, I'm looking forward to the next part, uh, wherever in the timeline and galaxy it takes us you know yeah so well hopefully you guys enjoyed that two-hour conversation um (laughs) it's great to sit down and talk even more about star wars celebration something that we uh are just again so grateful to have the opportunity to do and loved just so much so thank um, you for the con crud whoever got us sick (laughs) yeah um and uh yeah just you know thanks Star Wars for being Star Wars. Thank you. Um, also, thank you to Rebecca for your support on <laughs> Patreon because uh, you help us do what we do. And <laughs> you, you went Norwegian for a second. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Um, so yet again, thank you for being a part of helping us do what we do. Um, doing this madness is a great joy of ours, even if we don't always sound like it, just between the sleep deprivation and the con cred. But... Yeah. Uh, yes, we, we love having the opportunity to do this, and your support on Patreon helps us do that, so thank you. And if you want to join Rebecca in helping us create this awesome show, um, mm-hmm. or moderately good show, <laughs> whatever, you, however you rate it. <laughs> thank you for your continued support. Um, then you can head over to our Patreon page and learn how you can be a part of helping us make this on a regular basis with your mon- monthly contributions and you can see all the different goodies and rewards that you get along the way for your support so we don't just ask for your money we also give you extra content and uh extra access so know that your support is meaningful and will go to uh go to just supporting the community and Mm -hmm. supporting the show not just not anything non-podcast related but support um, your local businesses we are a local business we we are in a way Um, and yeah, make sure that you're connected on our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and all that good stuff, but especially over on YouTube so that you get access to all the other great content that we're going to be putting out within the next week. Keep an eye out for that between various trailer breakdowns and deep dives and also a review of the recently released Master and Apprentice, 
We're also going to be putting up last month's uh, ex Patreon early access episode of 10 Things We Love About Rogue One. Uh, and so it, that is given to our patrons a whole month in advance. If you want it earlier than anyone else, you can go to Patreon to do that. But if you're fine with just getting it a month later, then uh, this uh, next weekend is when Rogue One comes to YouTube. Uh, at the same time, A New Hope goes to Patreon. So, yeah. again, if you want early access, Patreon's the way to go. But nonetheless, connect to YouTube there because we're doing a lot more new cool things and discussing a lot of other great stuff. So, mm -hmm. head there, subscribe, check out what we've got. Other than that, I think that's everything. If I'm forgetting anything, Gargaboogan. I don't know. Um, You're a fair. But we will be back tomorrow with our Clone Wars rewatch where we dive into the Obi-Wan Undercover episode. So that's going to be interesting. We're continuing to uh, produce our content, trying to catch back up on schedule because, again, life's crazy, but we appreciate your patience with that. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being awesome. Make sure to like and rate and subscribe, subscribe and share and all that good stuff wherever it is you listen to the podcast. That mm -hmm. helps us out enormously. See, I don't do it all the time. Not all the time. You still do it. Um, <laughs> but with that, I have been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I've been your annoying mom. <laughs> Got that right. Uh, hey. I love you. I love you, too. I love you. Dear listener, <laughs> we love you very much. Stay scruffy and may the force be with you. Bye.